Join UF Hall of Famer and 14-year NFL bet Shane Matthews every weekday as he brings you all you need to know about your Florida Gators, including news, analysis, and opinions with some of the biggest names in sports. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Or watch us live at 8 a.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Good morning. Welcome to a Thursday edition of the program. It's Pot Up with Matthews in the morning from the Crime Prevention Security System Studios. Large enough to serve you, small enough to care. It's Thursday. That means we'll have our college football analyst, Brent Beard. He also voted for the Heisman Trophy. We'll talk a little bit about that. And then we will uh, discuss a little Lady Gator volleyball. They're playing the Sweet 16 this e- this afternoon up in Madison, Wisconsin. We'll have Tom Collette, the voice of Gator Volleyball, join us about 8.30-ish. Uh, let's head to the Titan MR hotline. Well, if you missed it last night, um, Gators get uh, blasted in the O'Connell Center. It went exactly how I thought it would. Uh, I've seen UConn play. We had zero chance going to that game. I know it sounds terrible. I have no problems with our basketball team. Quite honestly, UConn's better than we are at every position, and we won't have one player that could start for UConn. Uh, that is a Final Four team for sure. And as Andy says here, my beloved uh, Creighton Blue Jays will have a problem. Uh, they do, but they match up a lot. Creighton's better than we are. Uh, so Creighton, um, Creighton, and it'll be Creighton and UConn in the Big East uh, for sure. Let's head to the Titan MR hotline. I'm sure uh, Brent watches the Creighton Blue Jays a lot in basketball. Good morning, Brent. How are you? Morning, Shane. I, I'll echo what you say about UConn. Yeah, uh, UConn's a top five team and very much a Final Four team. They are just – when you watch them play, it's a basketball clinic is what it is in terms of rebounding defense in all phases of the game. So uh, the, the, the Gators uh, have nothing to be embarrassed about. Last night with UConn, they are that good. Yeah, they're very, very good. Also – uh, the big announcement, if you were sleeping under a rock, if you're a Gator fan, Billy Napier and his staff have uh, got a big commitment. I think he's the number two quarterback in America for 2024, DJ Lagway out of Texas. Uh, so we have two young quarterbacks, back-to-back years, uh, Rashad and Lagway, and we are still waiting to see what happens in the portal. Um, let's go ahead and jump right into it, Brent. College football playoff is set. Did you have any issues with uh, the, the four teams left standing? Well, the, really, this thing, it came down to the, the point to this was it wasn't that TCU was going to fall because, again, if you were undefeated in the top five or, or certainly the top four, if you lose a game, you're basically going to be given a mulligan. That that's the way the committee acts, and um, TCU losing in a conference championship game is not going to be penalized. Frankly, the 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 real the only real contest here was between Alabama and Ohio State. This one it amounts to, so they both had certainly their arguments, and the committee went with Ohio State. Alabama was uh, really had to have a lot of things happen to get up to number five. I mean, they had a they had an argument, obviously, to get in, but the good thing is for all these teams in two years, all this is going to be a moot point because, uh, I mean, if you look at it, the uh, Alabama, Tennessee, Clemson, Utah, Kansas State, Southern Cal, Penn State, Washington, all all would get in. Now, Florida State's at 13. Would they have gotten in? We don't know. Uh, but that that is um, uh, it. A lot of this is look. Look, I'd much rather be dealing with did the thirteen or fourteen team get in uh, than I would the uh, fifth or sixth place team not get in. I agree. <clears throat> the SEC uh, has a lot of teams in bowl games. Obviously, the Gators played first uh, on December seventeenth out in Vegas. That game, if you missed it. The game has the time change has been uh, the yes. game has been changed due to the Raiders uh, being so bad that they moved their game instead of the night game on Sunday night to a day game. So they got to get the stadium 
with all the Raider paraphernalia, you got to get it cleaned up. So uh, it's an early start out there. Is this the, uh, Brown, I don't mean to put you on the spot. Is this the first year that the SEC has been tied into the Vegas Bowl? I would have to look that up. Um, that's a good I question. I can't remember anybody playing out there. I don't either, uh, frankly. Now, again, to your point, that game's it's a two fifteen start, uh, and it will be on ABC. So that and, and look, that is a week from Saturday. So that is that is coming up, and for for teams like a Florida that have got a lot of questions on their rosters, particularly who's going to play quarterback and so forth, that's not a lot of time to prepare, is it, Shane? It's not, but I, I think it's. I think it comes. It, well, it comes good because we can go ahead and get it over with and move on mm-hmm. to next year. However, uh, I want to yes. say the seventeenth that that weekend is was big for early signing period. I don't follow all that, but uh, if people missed it, if people missed it, the uh, the broadcast crew obviously Sean and I will be on air. There'll be an early call out there. You're welcome to listen to us. But you know, everybody's always bitching and complaining about who does our games. Well, you get Dave Pash, Kirk Herbstreet, and Pat McAfee are doing our game. Think about that. Um, so it'll be interesting because Pat McAfee, he's a he's a character now. Um, yeah. Do any yeah. of these these games that the SEC is involved with uh, intrigue you at all, Brent? Well, sure. Uh, I mean, the game here in the Gator Bowl with Notre Dame in South Carolina, uh, as far as um, uh, two tradition-laden teams. Uh, that's gonna that that probably that may sell out. Frankly, that that's one of the best matchups that we've had here in quite a while. The uh, Iowa plays Kentucky. Kentucky will be without Will Levis, who's going to the uh, NFL. Uh, Shane, that thing may be. Uh, twelve to nine, or something like that. <laughs> I, I tell you uh, frankly, what, that's going to be so damn boring. I mean, can you imagine <laughs> sitting in the stands? Where are they playing again? Is that Music City? It, it, yeah, it's Music City Bowl. Yes. <laughs> could you imagine on December thirty first? Because you never know the weather in Nashville. It could be no, fifteen degrees no. and snowing, and have to yes. sit there and watch Iowa and Kentucky play offense. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Now. Now, Texas Tech and Ole Miss is a different story. That's in the uh, Tax Act Texas Bowl. Uh, that that could be a fifty-one to fifty type thing, uh, frankly. So, uh, yeah, and you've got other you've got teams like Missouri playing Wake and Sam Hartman. Uh, we think uh, that uh, I mean Missouri is going to play well because. They didn't think they would get there. Now they are. So, uh, again, we say this every year, don't we, Shane, is the team that's motivated in these bowl games, this team is going to do well. Yeah, and then obviously the Sugar Bowl, uh, Alabama's playing Kansas State. Um, We have not had a – Bryce Young has not declared for the draft yet. We all anticipate that happening. I don't see him playing. But, Brent, I was talking to J.C. about this yesterday, I think, or maybe it was Monday – in all my years, I have never remembered the Sugar Bowl being played during the daytime. Uh, it's a noon kickoff. If folks haven't heard that, now that is the same day as both the semis. Um, so you've obviously got uh, now Ohio State Georgia's prime time game uh, with that too, and, and then Michigan at TCU. Uh, will be the game. Uh, I think that's at four, something like that. But you're right. I, I'm. The, I don't ever remember anything like that going on uh, with the Sugar Bowl. Now, maybe uh, back in the mid '70s, it may have been a mid-afternoon game. But but as of late, uh, uh, no, it, it's never been on noon. Uh, a lot of coaching changes. Obviously, uh, if people missed it, Tom Herman. The old Houston and the Ohio State OC under Urban is now um, the head coach at FAU. But yesterday, I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before, guy I think a lot of Jeff Brom uh, is going going back home. It's kind of a, oh, yeah. a Coach Spurrier type scenario. He played quarterback for the Louisville Cardinal back in the day, and now he's going to go take over their program. 
I'm telling people right now in the ACC, look out, look out, because they're going to be good on offense. Listen, he was um, at Western Kentucky and Purdue. He was 66 and 44. The last two years at Purdue, he was 17 and nine. Um, they have they have wanted him back for years, and to his credit, uh, he stayed at Purdue for uh, several years before making that decision to, uh, as they say, to come back home. So, no, I'm with you about that. Uh, that that there won't be any offensive issues in the next few years uh, at Louisville. No, and again, I don't know what side of the bracket they are on or divisions in the ACC. It's the most confusing thing in the world. Um, but look out for Louisville's all I got to say. Um, we are the first SEC team to play out there, Brent. I got great uh, people that do research for us. Um, real quick, Howard's got an interesting question here uh, brought to you by Melvin Law. It, he says, QB, is there a cap on the NIL money that a player can receive? The answer to that is no. Also, I heard that a player can get NIL money when they are still in high school if committed to a college. That is not true. Um, they are not. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon. You may not know this either because well, I think we're still all learning. I'm about 99.9% .9 positive that a kid, even though he's committed to your university, and you have a NIL deal waiting for him, none of that takes place until he has signed his scholarship and is right. enrolled in school. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the and the emphasis on that right now is being enrolled in school. <laughs> People forget that end of it, but that is a very important part of this. That is correct. And by the way, Louisville is in the Atlantic with Clemson and uh, FSU and NC State. So, so okay. that's what they've got ahead of them. They're on the harder side, but still. They are. Um, yeah. So hopefully we answered that question. Um, and Dan says the ACC is dropping divisions next year anyway. Okay, good. I think everybody's going to go do that. Uh, Brent, the Heisman Trophy, you're a voter. Uh, I don't believe you're allowed to tell us who you voted for until the award is given out. Were you surprised at the, at the players? I mean, we, we, we all knew that um, Kayla Williams will get invited. We probably thought Max Duggan. I mean, CJ Stroud's a good player. I, I just don't think he's had a great year. Yeah. And I've I've been a huge fan of Stetson Bennett for the last two years. I've argued with Buck Belues. I've argued with all these Georgia fans. I was like, look, he's your best player. You got to play him. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised he's going to the Heisman Trophy ceremony, though. Are you? Well, no. Uh, in some ways, I'm not. I, he he's earned it. He deserves it. Look, he's got a lot of good guys around him, uh, but he actually has improved as a quarterback, and, and that's the thing I think that's important. Now, uh, the two guys who weren't invited, Bryce Young and Hendon Hooker, yeah, I, I don't still thought that. I, they, they should have gone. Uh, yeah. I, I don't understand it either. Let me tell you something. About, now, Caleb Williams might win, but let me tell you something that's hurt him badly. And I'm going to be interested to know if this actually comes out uh, and, and if, if much is made of it. But you probably remember in the USC-Utah uh, championship game, Caleb Williams on his fingernails has got, and I'll clean this up, but he's got uh, F-Utah on his fingernails. Now, he yeah. also did the same thing when they played Notre Dame. He does it for every now, game, apparently, yeah. is, is the well, word. Well, here, here's a reality. Uh, and I've talked to some Heisman voters about this, and, I, and I'll make this quick. Uh, a lot of Heisman voters are not impressed with that. There is a clause in the Heisman, uh, the thing that we read that, that talks about the uh, award, uh, it's basically a character clause. Now, they don't make a big deal out of it, but it is in there. And some of the voters said that, in their mind, that violates that clause to them. And the other thing is, and, I, and someone brought this out to me, I thought this was an interesting point, is you've got, and I know that they only care about throwing passes and winning, but some of these NFL folks are not going to like that either, and he's going to have to answer to some of that. We'll see. Uh, but that that's a big deal there. But yes, the 
The deadline was Monday at 5. They announced the finalists a few hours later. Uh, and no, we're not allowed to uh, talk this week about who we voted for, which I've always thought was a big mistake. If we could talk about who we voted for, it would give more attention to the award. Uh, we used to be able to do that, but, but we cannot anymore. Interesting. Um, are you in the market to buy or sell your home, darling? We'd be a, a realtor with Caldwell Banker M.M. Parish. We'll provide you a fast, friendly, reliable service. Give her a call at 352-562-1411 to help your dreams come true. Speaking with Brent Beard here on the Tigermore Hotline, we'll have Tom Collette live from Madison, Wisconsin, up there with the Lady Gator volleyball team. Um, Eddie Robinson, Coach of the Year finalist. I'm going to give you these names. You tell me who wins, Brent. Sonny Dykes, Mike Elko, Willie Fritz, Harbaugh, Lincoln Riley, Kirby Smart, John Summerall, and Jeff Trailer. Before you answer that, Troy won the Sun Belt and destroyed Coastal. They did. Where the heck did John Summerall come from? I've never heard of the guy. Yeah, I had a, uh, I'm not real familiar with him either, but he has done a tremendous job uh, uh, with Troy, uh, frankly. Uh, and matter of fact, I, I took notice of that game, and that game went even close. <clears throat> I mean, they just destroyed uh, them at that point, but uh, but he, he has. I don't know a lot about his background, but uh, he certainly makes a name for himself. I, I think Sonny Dykes may win that. Um, he's done a really good job with them. And number three in the poll, obviously they lost in the championship game, but uh, he has really done a great job for that program. He won't win, but Mike Elko has done a really good job at Duke, and, and as has Willie Fritz at Tulane. Fred's name was mentioned for some jobs, but he is staying. Now, you would think eventually that uh, Jim Harbaugh or Kirby Smart might win this award, but usually it's kind of that they almost need to re- rename it the up-and-coming award for for guys who go to schools and, and do a good rebuilding job. Uh, Andy says on Facebook Live that Summerall was a coordinator at Kentucky and Ole Miss. So, there you go. Um, Brent, I, this is what I want to spend most of the time on, the transfer portal. Okay, it's, it, started, it was chaos starting Monday. And as we stated on my show last year, over 3,000 athletes entered the transfer portal. Only 28% found new homes. I think it's going to be lower this year. Yeah. Um, but right now, tons of players in the Southeastern Conference are leaving. And it's not just Florida fans. The Alabama Crimson Tide. They're, they have some starting offensive linemen going in the portal. Uh, it's just crazy. I think it's all about money. I, I've been told that I think these players can have agents now. The agent contacts the schools and once they enter the portal, say, hey, what will you give us? And I don't think these damn players care where they're going, what that school is all about. They just want the money. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, uh, unfortunately, if they, you know, the thought is if they can get a dollar more, um, that they're interested in transferring. Uh, but yes, we've got that. I mean, certainly, uh, Texas A&M has been hit hard. Now, a lot of the Alabama players were reserves who, uh, um, have not played much. And, and, and look, some of this is a peek behind the curtain at, uh, the usual roster management at, at the end of the year that people don't pay that much attention to, but now we are. Now you've got guys like, if people haven't heard this, JT Daniels is transferring again. Now Daniels started at USC, then he went to Georgia, then he was at West Virginia, and he's now back in the transfer portal. Now, I, I mean, at some point, he and Daniel thinks he's going to the NFL. Uh, he'll be a star, but at, at some point, I'm wondering if these transfers are going to bite him. Uh, and my stars, I mean, you've you've also the other part of this is you've also got to make progress toward a degree, uh, and and hopefully he's doing that. Uh, and the other thing is, uh, look, I, I, it, something's got to be done about this. We, I, I get players should be able to transfer when they want to. And the other thing is uh, this time period of transfers is going to extend into January, almost the middle of it. So 
this is going on for a while, um, but uh, the and as Shane said, thirteen thousand players in Division One, a thousand of them have been entered the portal. Uh, I think at some point we may see uh, going back to uh, uh, again that if a guy transfers, he'll get one free, but after that he's going to have to sit out a year. And the thought is, if that happens, that may curtail some of this. Uh, Kenny says with Daniels moving out, it sounds like there's no zero sitting out a year. If he's a graduate trans, if he's graduated, he yes. can move without sitting out. Correct. Um, and, and yeah, uh, you're, you're right. And, he, and if you're graduate, you deserve to be able to transfer without any penalty. Yeah. I, the transfer portal does not bother me. It's what's going on within the transfer portal and why kid, you know, we used to say kids want to play and I still believe that. But I think people are entering the transfer portal with no loyalty to that school or anything. Even if they've been a starter, they're just looking for the the buck. They're trying to make yeah. more money. Yeah. I get it, but it's not that that should not be in college athletics, in my opinion. Um, Arkansas, and I think this is a good move by KJ Jefferson. I, I don't think he's a pro quarterback, so why not come back and enjoy and play another year? Uh, that should help the Hogs. Oh, oh, absolutely. That will give them some stability. Now they do play Kansas in the uh, in the bowl game, uh, and uh, Drew Sanders, a linebacker, transferred from Alabama, who went to Arkansas. He's declaring for the NFL draft. But I'm with you, KJ Jefferson coming back. It's going to be huge. If people haven't heard this, the um, uh, a real loss for them is Barry Odom, the D coordinator. Now Barry was the ex Missouri coach. Uh, before coming over to Arkansas. Now he's at UNLV. So it would be interesting to see how he does there. Uh, But to me, that's a big loss uh, for Arkansas because he did did a a good job for them uh, as the coordinator. Uh, So, uh, But Arkansas fans not real happy that I thought this team would be better. But when you look back on their schedule, it was absolutely brutal. Uh, so, uh, uh, but, but good for them for Jefferson coming back. Yeah, we've got a couple of texts I want to give here to Brent. Um, this is uh, Alan in Atlanta. He says, uh, the DJ that the Gator, oh, this is from yesterday. Um, you know, he says, Drake May's tweet says he's staying at NC, UNC. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, Drake May, his, he was, he had a lot of opportunities to make a lot of money at a lot of Power Five schools. He did. I got yes. a feeling. I got a feeling the Tar Heel folks ponied up to well, keep I bet him they home. Did. Absolutely. Yes, they did. Um, this text here says, "Good morning, guys. A great pickup with Lagway yesterday, but it's a long way till signing day. And I NIL could change things. A lot of respect for Drake May for not taking the money and running. Well, Daryl, I agree with that, but I guarantee you, Drake May is getting some money. Yeah, and it's probably a lot yes. of money. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah." But he's Tar Heel through and through, and uh, I don't blame him. Uh, this is from an anonymous texter. It says, Shane, have you heard anything about who is starting for us in Vegas? Jack Miller. I'm hearing that Miller is still hurt in the walk home. No, Jack Miller. Uh, Jack Miller will be your starter. I believe Max Brown will be your backup. And Kyle Engel, the walk on, who this is his last year, uh, who's been with the program and does a good job in his role. Uh, but Jack Miller, here's what I was thinking the other day, Bill, uh, Billy, um, Brent. What if Jack Miller goes out and throws for 400 yards? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, well, then, I mean, well the here's the problem. Because we all know that they're still in the portal or they're waiting for people to go into the portal yes. to come play quarterback for the Gators next year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So whether those players that they're eyeing play, they're going to play after the Gators in their bowl games. So they're, I don't think they're in the portal yet. What, that's what I'm saying. What if Jack Miller has this crazy game? And then does that change the thought process of those kids that have ties to possibly going to play quarterback for the Gators? You know, I, I, it's, a, it's a weird dynamic going on. Is, you know what I'm saying? It is. Yeah, yeah. And and what if Max Brown gets in and 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 he does well? That that yeah, that's the thing we don't know. 
uh, into your point, what if Miller goes in, really does a good job. He has that on film, and uh, and other people are looking at it. So, I mean, they basically the only game in town on that during that time period. So uh, there'll be a lot of people watching that game. Yeah. I mean, for Jack Miller, you play great. You're going to have plenty of opportunities to go elsewhere. Or you have an opportunity to be the quarterback at Florida. But you may have the opportunity you just screwed who the coaches want out of, wanted out of the portal. Yeah. So uh, it, it's it's all crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, Brent, give us some nuggets. I mean, there's a ton of things we can talk about. Give us some nuggets here before we get you out of here. Yeah, I'll be glad to do that. The um, Georgia actually is losing a transfer. You don't see this very often, but Bill Norton, a defensive lineman, has entered the portal 6'6", 300, um, 12 tackles over four seasons. So he obviously hasn't done a whole lot. Uh, LSU uh, is uh, playing in the Cheez-It Bowl against Purdue, who frankly played well against Michigan for a while. Uh, I think the thing we need to know about LSU is uh, Kayshawn Booty is coming back for his senior year. Jack Bash, one of the other wide receivers, uh, is going to the transfer portal. They've got a good group of receivers coming back, uh, so they will be fine. Kentucky plays Iowa. We, we mentioned this a little bit uh, ago. Uh, Rashawn Lewis, wide receivers, entered the transfer portal for Kentucky. Mike Drennan II has done the uh, same thing at Mississippi State. They play Illinois in the Relia Quest Bowl. Um, so <laughs> the um, uh, interesting uh, Dylan Johnson is a running back for Mississippi State who is in the transfer portal. He actually tweeted this out yesterday with his announcement, quote, since I am not very tough, and Mike Leach is glad that I'm leaving, I will be entering the portal with the hopes of finding a more fit playing environment for me. <laughs> you ever heard anything like that, Shane? No, uh, no. Uh, so, obviously, they got sideways with each other. Emmanuel Forbes, who I think is the best defensive back in the league, probably besides Jalen Catlon, when he's healthy at Arkansas, is announced for the draft. Uh, so uh, he is moving on. Missouri plays Wake in the Gasparello Bowl, and they were, and believe me, they are glad to be able to uh, uh, to be there. Wake led by Sam Hartman. There's a lot of uh, rumor about Sam Hartman might be in eventually the uh, transfer portal. We will see. Um, defensive back Jay, Jelani Williams from Missouri is entering the transfer portal. Ole Miss playing Texas Tech. Uh, in the uh, so you can watch for that. We mentioned South Carolina. Uh, now, one guy that a lot of people are going to be wanting, J.M. Bell, who's the tight end at South Carolina, is in the transfer portal. He is a potential All-American uh, if people use him correctly. So keep your eye on that for teams who are looking for uh, the transfer uh, portal guys. Uh, Tennessee plays Clemson in the Orange Bowl. Alex Golish, their offensive coordinator, is the new South Florida coach. Uh, people may have missed that with all the uh, the shaking and the moving. Uh, I don't. We, you and I, can have another thirty minutes, and it would take that long to tell people how many players are transferring from Texas A and M. One of Miss Haynes King, the quarterback. Um, uh, Ton Mice, uh, Adeli, the edge rusher, is also doing the same. Ish Harris, their true freshman linebacker, is transferring uh, too. Uh, so anyway, uh, that that basically is what's going on. Just a few nuggets, real quick. So, uh, but but again, Shane, uh, we've never had the volume of of changes. That, that, that we've had during this time. It's been amazing. And uh, I mentioned the transfer portal. It is open through January the 18th. So, we've, Shane, we've got about a, a, a little over a month of this <laughs> remaining, okay? Yeah. Um, I, I didn't realize this, but there, there's two things that stood out to me that's happening at LSU. Kayshawn Booty is staying, which surprises me. He's going to yes. return for a senior year. And then Jack Beck, who's a really good wideout, 
is yeah. going into the portal, keep an eye on him, Gator fans. He's a yeah. good player. So he is. You never you never know what might happen there. Um we had a couple a couple of people on Facebook Live asked Brent if you're going to any bowl games. I would assume you go to the Gator Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to and I'm looking at some others. I, I was hoping Florida would play in the state and because I really wanted to go there. I may go to Florida State's game too. Uh so yeah, well we we will see. Uh but that's a lot of fun and hopefully if if guys can uh, uh get their family and go to some of these games, they would enjoy that. Obviously I mean, Orlando's got what about at least two or three. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them are, with, are within driving distance, and some of them are pretty good games. Yeah, no doubt about it. Brent, good stuff as always, my man. We'll talk to you next week. Good. Look forward to it, Shane. Take care. That's Brent Beard, our college football analyst. Join us on the Titan Amar Hotline. Um, before we go to break here, let me get to a couple of these uh, text messages. Um, anonymous texter says, uh, Shane. Uh, question is, do you think Miller's capable of throwing for 400 yards, which you have seen him? Oh, yeah, easily. Easily. Doesn't say he's going to do it. I'm just, I brought up if he has a great game, that could screw the Gators. It could be good for the Gators. There's a lot happening with Jack Miller uh, if he plays well. Um, and this this gentleman says, uh, did Brent say that South Carolina is a tradition-laden team? I don't know if he said that or not. Um, I think he's talking about Notre Dame. Notre Dame, South Carolina, they're going to bring a lot of people to Jacksonville. So, anyway, let's take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll be joined by the voice of Florida Gator Volleyball, Tom Collette. He's coming to us live from Madison, Wisconsin. You're watching and listening to Pot Up with Matthews in the Morning. Time to pay the bills, and we appreciate all these great sponsors. Our premium sponsors, Crime Prevention Security, Titan MRI, Meldon Law, Peachland Dental, Comfort Temp, QC Kinetics, Campus USA Credit Union, Dave & Busters. Our gridiron sponsors are Auto ER, UF Bookstores, Celebration Point Town Center, Chris Doring Mortgage, Silverback Concrete, Ruse Ogra, Doreen Weeby Realtor. Our touchdown sponsors, Adams Ribs, Gator Dominoes, Celebrate Primary Care, Gator Bait Media, Okito, Style Cuts, Ironwood Golf Course, Big Mills, MB Listing, McDonald's Gainesville, 84 Lumber, Tropical Smoothie, Avery Smith, Dowling Signs, Baker Sporting Goods, Silver Cube. Welcome back to the Crime Prevention Security System Studios, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Celebration points where the Gators go to celebrate with premium brands like Nike. International Diamond Center, Dave & Buster's, Palmetto Moon, Escape Apology, Visor's Rooftop, and the HBC's Restaurant, Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, the number one celebrity polished casual restaurant in America. We'll see you at Celebration Point, where the Gators go to celebrate. We're going to head up to Madison, Wisconsin. We're joined by the voice of Florida Gator Volleyball, Tom Collette. Good morning, Tom. How are you, buddy? Good morning, Shane. Good to be with you this morning. A little chilly here in Madison. What is the temperature there? It is in the low 30s. I haven't checked the uh, current temperature, but we got here last night. It was 30 degrees and 90% chance of snow tomorrow. So if the Gators can win in advance and play Saturday, we'll go out and play in the snow. Well, good thing y'all are playing indoors. Uh, speaking of that, uh, first of all, let, let's go back. Uh, I got a couple of questions about why, where y'all are playing. But last sure. week, uh, beat Iowa State and FAMU to move to the Sweet 16. Um, just your assessment, how they played, did they play really well, okay, or just good enough to advance? Against Iowa State, they played one of their best matches of the year. Count that up there with the Kentucky first match where the Gators swept the Wildcats when they split the series earlier in the regular season. Just a great, diverse offense. And defensively, Shane, they touched a lot of balls on the block. Iowa State, a terrific offensive team the only team to beat the number one seed, Texas, this year. And Iowa State did that on their home court earlier. So the Gators really turned in a complete performance against Iowa State, and they've really served the ball well as well. So that makes it uh, tough for the opposing offense, in this instance, Iowa State, to run their offense because they're scrambling to make plays. Um, so the, the Gators advance. I always want to call them the Lady Gators, and I can't do that anymore. The Gators <laughs> advance. They're up in Madison, Wisconsin. Obviously, we know earlier in the year, uh, upset the number one team in America in a, the largest crowd to ever watch volleyball. 
That was in the Cole Center. Mm-hmm. For some reason, and I was asking you before you came on air, why are they playing in the UW Fieldhouse? And I'm sure it's a decent arena, but why are they doing that? It's an older arena. I've been there before. I've sat 40 feet above the floor to broadcast in that arena before. It is the University of Wisconsin's Fieldhouse. They own that facility. The Cole Center, of course, is a huge, massive, beautiful arena here in Madison. I got to call a match there when they played, the Gators did, in the NCAA uh, National Semifinal against Long Beach. That was in 1998. That's when Misty May played. That's a long time ago. But it's not owned by the University of Wisconsin. So they're hosting They're hosting in their arena. It's an older facility, not a lot of room courtside, very intimate facility, but a big, massive facility. As I said, I'll be about 40 feet up above the floor with my broadcast partner, Josh Crow, to call the match. And it'll be chilly up there in the rafters. Well, you got to bundle up, bundle up. What can you tell us about the Pitt Panthers? Pitt Panthers, they are the co-champions of the ACC. This is a team last year that went to the NCAA Final Four, losing to Nebraska in a national semifinal. But it's a team that is an offensive-oriented team. Looking at what they have done so far, they have won their two matches, like Florida, two of nine teams that haven't dropped a set through the first two rounds. And this Pitt team, as are many teams, Shane, in this tournament, in this new era of college athletics, that has loaded up with players in the transfer portal. Courtney Bezzario is the player to watch. First team, all ACC. First team, East Coast region, and also the player of the year in that region. And she just had a fantastic match last time against Pitt. She had... 23 kills against BYU. That's a pit record in the NCAA tournament. So she is a transfer that came in from Iowa. She has added an offensive boost to this team. They are 17.3 kills per set through the first two rounds. That's the best in the NCAA. So this is a team that can light it up offensively. And as Florida did against Iowa State, defensively on the front line, they're going to have to touch balls on the block to give the back row defense a chance. Um, you know, Mary has not won the national title. She's won a million. Was it? Is it 25 SEC titles or is it more than that? 25 SEC titles, yeah. uh, including the co-championship this year with, with Kentucky. Yeah. So, and you've been dealing with Mary for a long time. Mm-hmm. This is a young team she has this year, right? It's a good mixture. Uh, Yes, a young team, but also the transfer portal has been good to Florida with Marina Markova coming in from Syracuse has really added a lot to what this team can do offensively. Without her, I don't think they get to where they are. Merritt Beeson on the right side is just a sophomore and the captain of this team. They've got two fabulous back row defenders who are true freshmen. Um, McKissick, I guess, is one of the older players, the older statesman on the team. The libero as a junior. And she's been fantastic this year. She's been a key. She's been compared this this past season with her play to Elise Cusack, the, arguably the best libero in Florida history. So this team is really on track to, to do well. And of all the teams left, I look down, up and down what's in the bracket chain. Any of these teams can win this championship. And looking at the bracket, almost all chalk to this point. The only one through four seed that didn't make it through was Creighton. Uh, when you look at the bracket, all the other regions have the one, two, three, and four seeds here in the round of 16. And uh, mentioning Creighton, they were beat by Auburn in the opening round as the SEC got seven teams in to the tournament for the first time. And the SEC went six and one in the opening round. So uh, quite a great representation for the Southeastern Conference and what has been uh, elevated in this league, led by Mary Wise now in her 32nd season. And, of course, Kentucky and Craig Skinner, who is now, I believe, 21st season there in Lexington. Hey, Chris Doring Mortgage. They do mortgage lending right, helping home buyers throughout Gainesville and North Central Florida. Call Chris Doring Mortgage today at 352-244-0840. Speaking of Tom Collette, live from Madison, Wisconsin, on the Titan More Hotline. He'll ha- he'll be on the call today, and we'll find out where how you can listen to all that here in just a second. We had a couple of questions on Facebook Live. Uh, I think it was Andy asked, who in your mind is the greatest Gator volleyball player of all time? Well, it's a toss-up between two players. I'll have to uh, say it is Audi Cruz, though, who led that team to the 2003 
national championship match before they succumbed to USC. Outside hitter from Puerto Rico was still playing professionally as of last year. Just an incredible all-around player. I loved watching her play because she used to what we like to call swing and hit. She would pass in the back row, receiving serve, and then come up and swing at the net. She could make something out of nothing. A close second to Ramat Al-Hassan in the middle blocker position who led Florida to the 2017 uh, national championship match. We got a text here on the Titanomore text line from Jim. Jim says, Tom, can you educate us? Are all the girls on the team full scholarship? And do you think NIL is going to play a big part in volleyball moving forward? NIL is making a huge, huge impact across the collegiate landscape. As far as the scholarship numbers, I will have to research that. And I will mention that during the broadcast tonight. But we have had an expansion of travel for for the teams. Uh, And Mary credited this. We had the show there at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill on Monday night where if you remember during the COVID situation, the NCAA basketball tournaments, there was an NCAA women's basketball player who tweeted out that, hey, we're not getting the same treatment as the men. We're not getting the same facilities. We're not getting the same weight rooms. And uh, that has spurred for more equality, if you will, in facilities and for numbers and for scholarships for the women. So that's been a good thing. Mary says, if we can piggyback on on what women's basketball did to spur on some change. We're all for it. Uh, another text here on the Titan of our text line from Sharon. Sharon says, Tom, do you think Mary's going to hang it up anytime soon? I don't think so. She is, and I've worked with her since 1994. She is one of the most driven persons that I have met in my career uh, in broadcasting. She is totally dedicated to her craft and, I think that, to be honest, I think the 2017 run really reinvigorated her in terms of making that quest to win a national championship. And this team this year, I can tell you, I have seen more smiles from the, the, the coaching staff. Uh, it's just a, a wonderful group of young women who have generated a lot of enthusiasm. They celebrate no other, like no other team I've ever seen uh, play on the court for for the Florida program. And I don't think she's hanging it up anytime soon. One bit. Yeah, I don't think so either. She's done a, a, such a, she, I think she wants to try to get another opportunity to win that national title. And it could be this year. Who knows? I wanted to ask you, Tom, you just said you've been working with Mary since 1994. What got you involved in, I mean, cause I know you're a baseball guy, if I'm not mistaken. What, what got you involved with, broadcasting or being involved with volleyball well yeah you you mentioned baseball I love baseball I'm also a, a basketball guy of course I've announced for the Gator men's basketball team uh, since 94 no. that's right you and JC love to use that I know uh, <laughs> where is JC this morning you wake him up this morning he's only he's <laughs> only three he's a three day a week guy Monday Wednesday Friday okay we can only day. handle so much of him oh Johnny C and I go back a long way um Interesting story. Well, my degree is from broadcasting, and I went through the broadcast production track at the University of Florida. So that that way I can set up the gear and use it while I'm on location. But uh, I was announcing for Santa Fe College uh, for a number of years, 1990 through, I believe, well, I might have started in 89. I got to go back and and double check that for you. But uh, I was announcing out at uh, Santa Fe College. I was doing the public address announcing for their programs men's and women's basketball and baseball. And I was approached by uh, Todd Sheely, a good friend uh, who was at the Athletic Association, currently on Kerwin Bell's staff at Western Carolina now. But uh, he introduced me to Mike Hill at the Athletic Association, who was the director of marketing. And uh, I was interested in doing the public address announcing for men's basketball because they were going to make a change. So I met with Mike Hill and uh, he said, yeah, we're going to, sign you up to do Florida men's basketball, have heard great things about you. And he said, we want you to start with volleyball. And at that point, my only experience with volleyball, Shane, was watching uh, beach volleyball in the middle of the night on ESPN, back when ESPN didn't have a lot of premier programming. So I got into volleyball and did the first year in 1994. And after the season, I was approached if I wanted to do radio. And I said, certainly, I've done broadcasting. That's my background, my pedigree. 
So I started doing volleyball on the road in 1995 for the, the volleyball program, which was, it's been a lot of fun through the years and was given the full-time gig because I split time the home matches and the away matches until I believe it was the year 2000 before I moved out of the home PA role for volleyball and moved into the full-time radio and then as well, some TV spots as well. That's awesome. Uh, I, I was trying to pick up last night watching the game on TV if Cardozo was doing a good job or not. Uh, we'll, we'll find out. I'll give him crap. Make sure he did it. <laughs> Did well. Hey, so I got to ask you, doing the basketball, if people aren't, don't know, he's the, I guess, the public address announcer for the home Gator games and basketball. But do, do, do you, do you like, before the season, do you like lock yourself in a closet or somewhere and just practice starting at center from Apopka, Florida? And then do you practice that? Oh, we all do that. Uh, it, it's a fun thing to do when you get the roster and, and especially now with the transfer portal and so many kids on the move, you've got to stay up to who's come in and, and who's departed the program. Um, and I've had a great relationship with all the coaches here, starting with Lon Kruger all the way through now. I just met Todd Golden uh, just before the season. So it's, it's been a wonderful ride doing that too. And uh, you just, and you try to pick up looking at and listening to how they pronounce their names on syllables you can hang on and, and have a little fun with. Just a, a funny side note to that. Um, Billy Donovan, once uh, we're, we're walking after a game somewhere, and he, he tells me, uh, you know, Tom, the, the best player that I've ever enjoyed listening to you say their name was Eddie Shannon. And he turned around and looked at me and goes, Eddie, and held it forever, Shannon. And uh, that was just a fun moment uh, with Billy through the years. Uh, that's great. All right, Tom, you do the Mary Wise show at Spurrier's. Uh, let people know. I don't know if y'all still have some of those lined up, but how people next year or even this year can can tune into that and then how they can sure. tune into the broadcast today. Sure. The broadcast today will be on the air at 315 uh, on the radio, terrestrial radio, as we like to call it, uh, on WRUF, which is 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You can also uh, log on at WRUF.com or if you're on FloridaGators.com, it is also live streamed there as well. And we do the Mary Wise show there at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. We've done the majority of the shows there on Monday nights, which is also on the radio and also on Facebook Live. Uh, we did a, what was it, I think two shows that were on Tuesday night. And that was fun because the restaurant was open. There were people there and we were in the bubble there at the podcast room looking out and uh, wishing we could have uh, a cold beverage or a, a nice warm meal. Yeah. Uh, Andy, Andy asked here, he wants to know, Tom, how would you pronounce or introduce Princely? I can't pronounce Princely's last name. Our number 33 for the Gators in football, Emilialian or something like that. I can't even pronounce it. I just Princely call him Princely. Emilialian. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even know if I gave you the correct pronunciation. That's why <laughs> on the broadcast, Sean pronounces his name. I just call him Princely. So anyway, Tom. You're a smart man. Is, yeah, good <laughs> stuff as always, buddy. Good luck to the Gators today. Um, have a great call, and we appreciate your time. And bundle up up there, my man. We'll stay warm, and let's see if the Gators can win and move on to the round of eight, which would probably be against Wisconsin, which would be an interesting rematch indeed. No doubt about it. That's Tom Collette, voice of Gator Volleyball. Join us on the tight number high line. I'm going to take our final time out, come back and wrap up this Thursday edition. Time to pay the bills, and we appreciate all these great sponsors. Our premium sponsors, Crime Prevention Security, Titan MRI, Melden Law, Peachland Dental, Comfort Temp, QC Kinetics, Campus USA Credit Union, Dave & Busters. Our gridiron sponsors are Auto ER, UF Bookstores, Celebration Point Town Center, Chris Doring Mortgage, Silverback Concrete, Ruse Ogra, Doreen Weeby Realtor, our touchdown sponsors, Adams Ribs, Gator Dominoes, Celebrate Primary Care, Gator Bait Media, Okito, Style Cuts, Ironwood Golf Course, Big Mills, MB Listing, McDonald's Gainesville, 84 Lumber, Tropical Smoothie, Aver and Smith, Dowling Signs, Quaker Sporting Goods, Silver Q. Welcome back to the Crime Prevention Security System Studios. Large enough to, we can hear y'all. 
area, uh, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Um, I want to thank Tom Collette and Brent Beer for joining us on the Titan Amore Hotline. Let's get to this day in sports, which is brought to you by our good friends at Comfort Town. Comfort is our business. Peace of mind is our promise. Beat the summer heat. Schedule your air conditioners tune up today, keeping you chill in the Florida heat far away. Comfort tip, heating and air. Give us a call, 352-376-2366. This day in sports in 2007, the 73rd Heisman Trophy Award goes to Tim Tebow, quarterback, University of Florida. So uh, there you have it. That's brought to you by our good friends at Comfort Temp. Ruse Over State Farm Office is a team of dedicated Insurance professional ready to help life go right with the right insurance options for you and your family. Visit ogreinsurance.com. Give them a call at 352-240-1779. Greg says, I don't even know how many players are on a volleyball team. Greg, they are outstanding. Uh, it's action-packed. Uh, it's very similar to softball, fast-moving. But uh, tune in. I think the game's on – somebody said on ESPNU as well. Uh, but you will enjoy it. So uh, good luck to, to the Gator volleyball team and Mary Wise. Uh, up in Wisconsin, uh, it's not going to be easy. Um, especially, it seems like we always get stuck early playing Wisconsin somehow, some way. But um, we got a couple of texts here on the Titan Mark text line. I want to get to before we get out of here. Uh, yeah, this is someone else. Uh, Joe texting about Drake May. Yeah, Drake May is going to stay at North Carolina. Not surprised, but he was offered a lot of money, so I would assume. And we won't ever know, really. But I assume North Carolina uh, has matched that. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I think the transfer portal stays open until second week in January. So we'll have a lot of uh, rumors. Uh, it'll be interesting to see soon uh, what the Gators bring in. And he says, Shane, have you talked to Jack Miller at all? Just in past to see what, what kind of kid he is. I have not. I have not. I kind of stay away when I go to practice. I kind of stand in the corner and just kind of watch a little bit. You can only see so much at practice. But, I mean, from everything I've been told, he's a good kid. Um, look, Jack, I like you. Don't, we don't know. Jack Miller could be the next Joe Burrow for all we know. Remember, he was at, at Ohio State. Um, we'll see. I don't know how much his thumb's bothering him, but he's throwing the football. <clears throat> so, hopefully he plays well in Vegas. Greg says, how does Rashada compare to Lagway? I'll be honest with you, I've never seen either one of them play, Greg. Uh, I did text a buddy of mine that's really big into recruiting and what he told me, let me see if I can find that text. I'm just going to read it verbatim. Uh, where is it? I may have deleted it. Um... I asked, I said, which one is better? And the response was, it's not even close, DJ Lagway. So there you have it. Um, that's his opinion, but I don't know. So uh, Rashada, I think, will be here supposedly in January. I think he's an early enrollee. I could be wrong there. Maybe y'all know that, um, and I don't. So anyway, Gator Volleyball today, uh, basketball, if you missed it last night, got blown out, not surprised one bit, not one bit. Um, about uh, what happened against UConn. UConn is that good. Hope you enjoyed today's program. Make sure you tune in. Tell all your friends and family to join our programs. Uh, we appreciate you listening and, and participating. Have a great day, folks. See you tomorrow.